Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is fucking killing me. I'm Grin. I'm Rainy. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Y'all, we are two episodes away from taking our holiday break. Oh my God. Where did this, hey, where did all of 2021 go? But where did these last like three months go? This last quarter? I have no idea. Someone the other day was like, oh, like last week when I saw you and I was like, that was two months ago. (laughs) Yeah. Constantly. Every day, every time. It's December. I have my complete work schedule for December. I'm like going home. It feels crazy that I was like booking flights like two months ago and now it's already here. Right. Well, amazing. Happy holidays. <laughs> nice spin. <laughs> nice spin. Um, it was a spin. It was a spin it, moment. It was. And that's fine. It just feels crazy. Life is crazy. Uh, time is irrelevant. Time is a social construct. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you don't already, go to our Patreon, check us out. Let us know what you think. There's only the video option on Patreon. Um, you can only listen to us anywhere you get podcasts, but you can watch the full episodes on our Patreon page for as little as $1 a month. Guys, $1 a month. It's so cheap. Yeah. Also, it goes all the money goes 1,000% back into the podcast and not to us. Yes. Just to the so, show. Yeah. Patreon. Patreon. This week, we have Courtney. Courtney Sr., abstract visual artist, abstract painter. Yeah, this conversation is very funny. Super funny. If you listened to our intro last week, then that'll be a glimpse of what you'll get in this episode. (laughs) Yes. Courtney is funny and smart and um, an amazing painter. And we talk about so many things. Yeah. And she's super chill, super cool. Go check it out. Go check out her Instagram. Let's do it. Here we go. Hi, I'm Courtney, and I am the founder of Art and Found Day and a Toronto artist. Yeah. <laughs> we hit a sponsor. Be well. Yeah, but not. No free sponsorship, please. <laughs> That's uh, true. Don't let anybody uh, in. Yeah, right? Hide that. Yeah. Lip balm. No, actually, listen. If Papa wants to give a sponsorship, <laughs> gladly. <laughs> Just all the way from Australia, just shipping us boxes. Yeah. I mean, what am I saying? Lucas's mom is basically sponsoring us by sending us things every month anyway. As far as Australian. Oh. And his mom sends us, like, boxes of oh, this shit. Oh, that's sweet. Like, well, if you like it. Oh, it's like the... I have only been using this on my lips in my entire life. I also have, like, eczema on my lips, which I get during, like, the dry months. And oh. it's the only thing that helps it. Other lip balms are just, like, crap. I think they're just, like, fake. Not- I do too. I find that most of them don't even work. Mm-hmm. I like Burt's Bees actually. Remember when like Miley Cyrus dropped in her crazy years, which now seems like eons ago and also like not crazy at all when we think about what we've been through, but she had the like <laughs> the round ones and everyone like went out and bought the round ones and then they just made oh, everyone's the lips Oh, the or whatever. Yeah, but it made yeah. everyone's lips chapter. I, I hate that stupid egg thing. Yeah. yeah. First of all, it's ugly. What are you doing? Yeah. You're carrying around an egg in various colors in your purse. I don't think anyone ever. I have to the so many, like, packaged ones still in my house because I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Like, I've never opened them because I don't like it. Just like throw them in stockings this year. <laughs> I know. You or like send them to people you don't like. Oh, yes, <laughs> my hate list. Yes. Why do you have so many of them? I don't do have. Do you one. order them in like uh, buckets? I've gotten them as gifts, probably because I'm on someone's hate list. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think those like ever work. I think they made people's lips chapter. Probably. I think it was like a color thing too. People were like, cool, like it's so pretty. Like just like how everyone right. got onto like lip smackers, you know? Remember? Right. Lip I the only one that I trust that is like bought in a grocery store or like is the blue um the medic. The medic oh, one. I used to love that when I was in high school. Like the like blue, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, it's I feel like, like um, those are the only ones that tingles. I trust. Yeah. 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 I think that stuff's legit. Yeah. That stuff feels like it's actually real. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes mm-hmm. my like lips feel more soothed. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's right. <laughs> uh, I just bought some stuff at Sephora that I like, but it's like a sleeping lip mask. Oh, you know which one? Is, do you I know been... one? They're like in those like tiny little. Yes. I bought the tr- the trial pack where you get all five flavors for like twenty four bucks. Highly recommend. I was looking at that. Oh. Highly recommend. Okay, I didn't mm. use it last night. I used one of your lip balms. I, like, <laughs> I got ready at Quinn's house last night before I went for dinner. She wasn't here. I just like rolled it. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting ready. Do you live nearby? No. <laughs> I live on the West End, but like... Oh, you do? But I teach downtown, and oh. I like didn't want to go all the way... Oh, and I was going for dinner like right near here, 
So I was like, I don't want to go all the way back. And like, yeah. so I was like, I'm getting ready to dress. I was <laughs> like, I hope my roommate's home. <laughs> Someone to let you in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was just like in there using her makeup. I mean, I had my own makeup, but also just like, it's fun to use other people's makeup. <laughs> oh, I used your foundation this morning. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> I like this We're very good friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all my girlfriends leave, left the city to have babies, et cetera. Oh, oh really? man. No, they never came back. Oh, bitches. I know. <laughs> Do people babies. know that you can have children in the city? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I think it's well. I don't. They actually most of them moved before they had kids. I don't know what the reason. I think they got sick of Toronto, which is kids. funny. Like I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine. But anyway, I think there's like something like I'm, we're gonna start recording now. Is that okay? Yeah. I think that there's something. I mean, the mics are on. Like I know. I just want to make sure that we're okay. Here we go. Um, I think there's like something very like. I've always found it like a little bit like I've romanticized the idea of having a kid in the city. Really? Yeah. I don't want children, so I can't speak to that. Uh -huh. But I feel like it looks like a good time. It does. It's expensive, probably. It's very expensive. Yeah. But there's something about like New York kids that like take the subway oh my at like, age well, first five of all, that like, they are hilarious are to me. <laughs> it's hilarious. A million times cooler than anybody else. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, my cousins grew up in Toronto. They're way cooler than I'll ever be. Oh, and like hip. Yeah, you like know. they know what's up. Yeah. They look cooler. They act cooler. They sound cooler. Mm -hmm. They and then, know like, the cool bars before they're on blog to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's yeah. ruined. Uh -huh. I guess I've almost lived here just as long, though. So I guess that Ooh. I'm becoming cooler. But I think that, I don't know. I think there's something about having, like, a city, like, a big city life while you're growing up and, like, seeing all the potential around you mm -hmm. that doesn't make you feel like you're, like, small fish. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's pretty like Sarah Jessica Parker to like have a kid in the city and like be like, like bring your kids like in the morning on the train. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I was thinking about when I was there a couple of weeks ago. I yeah. was like, I actually walked by Sarah Jessica Parker's house because obviously I had to. Yeah. Um, and wait, wait, wait. Well, her I love actual the, house? Or no, her, her actual house. house. <laughs> no, I don't know where that one is. Yeah. But I, no I know she lives in the West Village and yeah. I know what street she lives on. So I just happened to walk down the street just in case because we all love SJP but yeah I was just thinking how cool she is and she just like lives her New York life being extremely famous and doesn't even care and her kids grow up there and whatever and yeah like it's yeah right yeah that's what I love is like you can just you can be the most famous I like I ran into Jay-Z on the street in New York one time and like he was like <laughs> looked at me like that like you physically no. ran into him I, I did I physically <laughs> ran into him it was like a bad I think I've told this story before but I was going to my sister worked at sleep no more which is like in Chelsea and it's in this like right next to this um like a muse like a recording studio mm -hmm. which like everyone records at and there I was going down the street and it was like this black SUV kind of like it did this like weird thing where it was like kind of right behind me. And I think it was just like, I was walking at the speed that it needed to drop someone off at. And obviously it was someone famous. So they were like, kind of just like waiting for me, waiting for a gap of people. And, but I being a narcissist was like, well, this car's following me. <laughs> I obviously was. Yeah. No, well you just like get skeptical um, when you're younger. And um, I was like, Oh, that's weird. So, I'm like, whatever. And then I like took a phone call from my mom. So I like kind of like stopped and then the car kind of stopped because it was obviously like, oh, this person isn't like, there's no gap anymore to like let this person off. Anyway, I like got off the phone with my mom and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. So I like hung up and I like went to go walk back because I thought I dropped something. And in that moment, they thought that like the person, like the driver was looking at me when I like stopped and I like turned around to just be like, oh, for fuck. And I went to like go like this and just went and there was this like guy in like a red tracksuit and I just went sorry and I just like turned around and it was Jay-Z just like <laughs> looking at me like sir sorry just like looking at me like <laughs> thinking I was probably gonna freak out and be like oh my god Jay-Z but I like literally so just like how tall is he he was tall oh, okay. well yeah he was tall like taller so, than so me he's like looking down at you I feel like it was like a head like it was at least yeah. this that he was like kind of like that and yeah, I just ran into him and I went, oh, sorry. And then I just like kept walking to sleep no more, which is like the next building. But he like, <laughs> like I have things to do, sir. Yeah. And then he like, <laughs> get out of my way. I like kept walking and I like looked behind because I was like, was that Jay Z? And I went like this. And he was like, <laughs> and also just kind of made this like weird face because obviously he thought I was going to like freak the fuck out and like 
I don't know. Or, or he was just like surprised that someone ran into him maybe and just was like, got, got nothing to do with you. <laughs> and uh, I just like walked away and then he like stood for a bit because I looked back one more time, I was about to enter sleep more and he was like still staring like this. And he was in like a red tracksuit and uh, it was right before Lemonade dropped. So that's where they, record, they recorded Lemonade. So he was going in to meet Beyonce. And now there's a song about you. Obviously. It's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Becky is you. Becky is me. <laughs> Is it Becky with the long hair? Becky with the good hair, I thought. No, that's definitely not me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. You're famous by association now, so. Well. Obviously. I'm dining out on that story for years now. (laughs) (laughs) I think that if I ran into him, I wouldn't even know who it was, and I would just, like, just keep going. That's my biggest problem. Well, first of all, I claim to have never seen a celebrity in my life, which is probably true. Yeah. But... Or probably not true probably because not true. I'm just never paying attention. Like Maybe. even, and I don't even think I'd recognize anybody. I'd recognize Sarah Jessica Parker because she's just so fabulous. Okay? And she's like this big and her clothes are always like this big. <sighs> That's the thing. Yes. Like she's a noticeable person, but like. She's a personality. Right? But do you think yeah. that you'd recognize her if she was just in like Lululemons and a big hoodie? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's some people I just feel like I'd be like, all right, that's that person. Or, but if I saw like someone like Bradley Cooper, I'd be like, that could be Bradley Cooper. I don't know. Or it could be some average white dude, white, yeah. white guy. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that's how I live my life. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's like a lot of celebrities that I think people don't recognize because A, they expect to see like the like photoshopped like or like done the, up version of done them. Done up version of them and they don't notice them. Also like celebrities are small in real life. Like, Most of them are not as tall as you expect them to be. Penn Bagley is this big. Like, I'm not joking. Penn Badgley? Penn Badgley, yes. yes. He's this Dan? big. Dan? Yeah. Yeah. And Joe? He's yes. so short. He's, is he really? He looks so little, small. though. Yeah. He has, like, a lethal body. Like, a little frame. Yes. yes. Like, you yeah. can snap him in half. He's so tiny. How did they make him look relatively normal? Camera angles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he stands on things. Imagine being that, okay. Yeah, he like, Tom Cruise is out. Yeah, <laughs> he's like always on top of a little blackboard. <laughs> wow. Actually, though, yeah, yeah. Huh? Do you watch you? Oh yeah, love that show. Oh, I haven't finished the new season yet. Oh, so good. You don't watch it? I have watched it. I oh. wasn't as stoked on this this new season as I haven't been in the past. Really? Yeah. I just like didn't love the way that it ended, to be honest. Oh, well, I don't know. It's yet. a lot more. Not... There's a lot more. Of it all yes. in this season, yes. <laughs> in the previous seasons, like, totally, really, well, out just, of control. And they're following books, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Right? Yeah, how many books are there? Do they have any left? Or are they just making their own shit up now? Well, they better make up something if there's not another book. I need to understand what's going on now. See, oh my gosh, I was interested. I, I can't talk about it because you haven't seen it. Well, I'm on episode eight. Oh, you're almost. How there. many are there? Ten, Ten. right? Oh, yeah, you're pretty close. I don't remember what happens in the last couple of episodes, but probably the most important things. So. Yeah, yes. So I'm not going to say for you. <laughs> I just like, the way that it ended, I'm just like, we're doing this again? You know? I know, that's the thing. Uh, I just like... Well, you would have to end it like that. It's like with Dexter, Or right? everybody has to die. Yeah. Yeah. But now there's the Love new dies, Dexter. right? I assumed. Spoiler alert. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I hate I, I hate no not knowing things. No, I wanna know. Yes, she dies. Really? Yeah. And he gives the baby away. Okay, well no, you're going okay. too much now. Okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> Obviously that makes sense to me that love, but I, I mean she's not gonna last more than two seasons. She's out she's, of control. She, she needed to go. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> she she somehow makes you like like Joe, which is like astounding. <laughs> she's a bit she makes mad. you think that Joe's normal, which is yeah. like what they needed. Yeah. If they needed another season, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? There'll be another love, I'm sure. Yes. yes. I also love the name, love. Good name. It's a good name. Love. Joe Goldberg, also a good name for a serial killer. <laughs> I did not like the girl in the first season. She really annoyed me. There was a couple scenes there where I was like, really? Come on. The, the something think... of the pillow? I don't know. Come on, guys. What are you doing? I just feel like the writing is... <laughs> Everything, to me, has felt so predictable in that last season. And, like, the dialogue was just, like, I was like, no one talks like this. What are we doing? Oh, I don't mind. I was like, these writers are phoning it in. You think so? Yes. I will say the trust that people have of dating somebody new is quite high, in my opinion. Like, that could easily have happened. Yeah. Like, people just 
do stuff, go meet people in weird places. Like, Never. you really think that, like, you're what? Like, you're nothing's bad's ever going to happen to you? Come on, guys. No. Like, when I came here, I was like, I don't know, these people could be murderers. Oh, you know totally. That's the first thing you think about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You tell it. You at least tell one person where you're going. Well, I get it. We could be murderers. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> we met stalker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I guess we should. Yeah. <laughs> talking about art. <laughs> what? Why? Kind of bar, right? <laughs> yeah. I want, how did Art and Found like become a thing? How did you just come up with that idea? Well, <clears throat> great question. Uh, so like, as we know, living in Toronto, you have smaller places when you start mm. living here. And I started painting because I was like, I have some anxiety and that was like, what my, I don't know, my therapy. But I started getting so many paintings and like, what am I gonna do with them? And I wasn't like, convinced on selling them. I had no desire to like make money off of art, mm. but I was like, I want to get rid of them in like a nice way. And I'm in marketing. So I was like, well, I'll make this into like a marketing thing. So I came up with hashtag art and found day mm -hmm. or hashtag art and found now it's art and found day, but hashtag art and found. And I would leave paintings on the street in my neighborhood for people to find with a little note and stuff. So they could contact me. Yeah. And then they did, and then it became a thing. And then I would do it once a month. Well, in the beginning, I was doing it like several times a week because I had so many pieces. But <laughs> then I started doing it once did a month. Did you start leaving them in different parts of the city or always on the city? Yeah, there were a couple times where I did like um, the 12 days of Christmas, like in December. And then I would actually give them to my friends to leave in their neighborhoods. Like I used oh. to, well, I still play, I play basketball. So I'd bring them to basketball and then ask them to <laughs> deliver them into yeah. their neighborhoods. Couple of them took them, but I <laughs> go to their apartment and, and said, painting. "Make it look like you found it," and that's fine by me. At least switch yeah. paintings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please right. use the hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They were very supportive. But yeah, I I have left them in different neighbors, but usually it's like Queen West area because mm -hmm. it's just easier. Um, yeah, and then last year, because, you know, everyone was in such a funk, and I get such lovely responses from the artist community about Art and Found in general, and people asking, like, oh, like, can I do it in my city or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, why don't I just make it into, like, a day where we all do it on the same day? Like, a, like one big, like, impactful, you yeah. know, social project. And it was born. Art and Found Day was born, March 12th. Wow. Yeah. And last year we had almost 500 artists in 39 countries participate. So it's pretty cool. That's very cool. Wow. Mm -hmm. For people who like to give away free art, not every artist was on board with it, but here we are. Right. Because there is a bit of a, I'm sure there's a bit of a weird dynamic in that now. Did you like ruffle feathers by just like giving art away? I think there are definitely a certain group of artists that in no way, shape, or form would ever agree to do that. And I'm not trying to be negative, that's yeah. fine, that's you. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that wouldn't donate to charity, that wouldn't do these things with their artwork because they see it as a certain value point or they see themselves as a certain... I'm going to say there are a few, I never, never would name names, but there are a few elitist artists, right? even in Toronto, of course, that, that you know think they're a little too cool for school and would never do something like that and right. that defeats the whole point like we're just trying to like Banksy give back to that. the yeah 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 exactly yeah. Yeah. if he can do it come on yeah. like, let's let's be real so um and then people saying they have no time which is another thing mm -hmm. like I, I don't create pieces for art and found I use pieces I've already created like you don't have to right. go out of your way to I'm not also asking anybody to donate you know huge piece of work right so yeah. there are some there it does i think it stirs up a little bit of controversy amongst some artists but we don't need them so it's fine yeah right it also feels like that's we we talk about like we want more people to like come to stuff we want more people to see our stuff mm -hmm. we want more people that are non-artists involved in the arts community mm -hmm. but then you're not willing to like be a part of the broader community that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And it's all, I mean, you really are, like, it's a feel-good movement. You're there to give back to your community. You're there to, like, the stories we get from the people who have found the work is mm -hmm. unbelievable. Like, if that doesn't make you feel good and, like, 
make you want to do it. I honestly don't know what could. Also, in a sense, it's like free marketing because like... Oh, and that is what I pitch to everybody because mm -hmm. first of all, they all get marketing from Art and Found Day, period. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then last year, I heard a bunch of artists contact me and said that they've mm -hmm. sold work to yes. people since putting it out there. There were people who had full, huge articles in national newspapers about them because of it. Yeah. Like, that, if that's not an easy way to, like, become an artist, a famous artist, I don't know what is. Because, like, right. what a, I mean, like, what a story to, like, go into someone's house and there's, like, a painting on the wall and be like, this painting's interesting or I like this painting. Where did you get it? And you're, yeah. like, not, like, Ikea. You're, like, I found it on the street and exactly. it's, which, I mean, like, what the fuck is Ikea doing stealing art from other artists? So, right. uh, I think, like, you go in and you see that someone found this piece and then you look up the artist, look what else they have. Like, there's so many ways to, like, there's so much to gain from it. Totally. And it's such like a minimal, it's such minimal effort. And I think that the, the, what they get in return as an artist, like is a lot. And also like they all love getting to know each other and, and mm, finding other yeah. artists in their communities that were doing it too. And then like kind of creating like little sub segments of like marketing and like doing totally. it together. And like, that was really nice. Like so I think it's a fully positive thing. I think it's not for everybody, and that's fine. It doesn't need to be. Yeah, but you're also not asking people to sell, like, their most valuable pieces. You're asking yeah. for them to just... No, and I mean, <laughs> we could get into the value of art any day you yeah. want, but, like, <laughs> also, you know, get off your high horse. Yeah. Come on. Right. I know how much the paint costs. I know how much the canvas costs, and the value of your work is directly proportionate to what someone's willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. I heard, I watched like an interview with Steve Corral the other day and he was with Gordon Ramsay and he was saying that he don't, he doesn't think he could ever drink, like drinking like a $9,000 bottle of wine or like eating like a $9,000 like duck foam. He would like, he doesn't understand because he's like, that would be lost on me because I don't, at what point does it become $9,000? Obviously buying product, that is where the mark, but like, why does it become so much money? Like, it would be lost on me as well. Like I wouldn't be able to notice a $9,000 bottle of wine from like a $90 bottle of wine, you know, no. or even, I mean, let's be real, a $20 <laughs> bottle of wine, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So value in things is interesting to me. I understand like placing value on like, if you're buying product to put into it, mm -hmm. obviously that needs to be covered. And time put into something. Time, yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. 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 If you spend a month on a piece, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then like, so then there's the whole argument though, that just because this person spent longer on it, does their, is their painting really worth more money to them? It is. Right. But I mean, again, it's subjective, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I think it looks like a piece of trash, totally right. I think it's worth $0 personally. Whereas the guy next to me, he's like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm going to give you five grand. Yeah. That, that makes it five grand because yeah. that person's willing to, to pay for it. In their world, that's five grand. In my world, is not. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's everybody's prerogative, right? Yeah. And that's like, there's like this <laughs> other whole uh, controversial thing, which I'll bring it out. Sales. Artists having sales. I mm. saw this thing the other day where um, this gallery owner person was like, say no to sales. I'm like, why? You, you are... First and foremost, a business owner. Yeah. Yes. You're an artist, sure, but you can only go so far with your art, providing like you run a proper business. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a problem with sales. And there are a lot of people that will say that I'm crazy, and that's fine. But, but like, what if that sale? Again, like, it, 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 I think we talked about Oksana about with this, where she was like, you have to account for everybody that wants to invest in your business 100% even if it's like if you create okay. something that's like this big versus something that's this big like I think Oksana was creating bridge magnets which are yes. these like oh, sculpted pieces that cool. she was making yes. just so people could like spend $20 on a piece of art yes if they yeah. wanted to 100% you know she's like I want to include those people those people are investing in me yeah and I can't just sell thousand dollar paintings nope you're you excluding can. a huge large a huge portion of the people that maybe look at your stuff online and love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it does, you, you are taught too, as a business owner to like figure out who your target audience is. And if your target audience is like bajillionaires who want to spend, you know, $8 million on pieces of our kind, that's cool. But getting into that market is like extremely difficult, right? So, yes, totally. you know, 
like maybe you're in the camp of like people like start like young couples that yeah. just bought their first home or their mm -hmm. first condo or whatever and they want original artwork but they don't have five grand to spend on a couch yeah, painting and like let's not be real half these paintings end up in the bathroom anyway like yeah you yes. know what i mean like you're gonna charge someone 10 grand for that bathroom artwork that you did yeah i mean my work's in bathrooms and i'm fine with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you know yeah. Our, bathrooms need art too they <laughs> do but like I don't know it's it is yeah so they're gonna get a lot of backlash from that one but it is what it is I think that uh like I get messages often saying like thank you for having a sale I don't have sales every month I have sales like like I have a Black Friday sale right now yeah I have one like in major like whatever sale -y time yes and people will message me and say, thank you for making this affordable. Mm -hmm. Yes, people have budgets. You are welcome. <laughs> exactly. And then that means when more of your pieces are out in the world, which means more people will see it. Their friends might see it. Maybe their rich friends will see it and yeah. pay it for full price. Yeah, that's how you get those people that are at that level that want to spend $8 billion to, like, see yeah. stuff, you know? So, anyway. <laughs> anyway <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on that stuff yeah no I mean that you, you said you used like painting almost as like a form of therapy mm -hmm. was that something that started because that's how you got into like painting right yes I've always been like super arts and craftsy like that was like the thing I've loved since I was yeah can I remember but um I started painting in my early 20s just because like I had really bad anxiety for some reason and like not not from anything and it was just like the only way that kind of like soothed my mind and like mm. made me forget about mm. what I was being anxious about and whatnot um, and then I stopped because then my anxiety went away <laughs> uh, and then my father passed away and I started again after that because you know obviously I was going through a pretty hard time mm -hmm. um, and then it, it stuck after that though mm -hmm. and then after doing art and found for a little bit I was like well maybe I'll just try to sell some pieces and mm -hmm. so I opened up like a little Etsy shop and I actually sold a painting that day which was crazy wow, like, wow. that's on like what Etsy <laughs> Etsy I yeah. know it was wild and I've never looked back since yeah yeah do you think that it, it has something to do with like this the type of art or do you think it's like because like painting is like quite it can be quite um meditative I think yeah I think any form of art is pretty meditative because you're just so focused on the task at hand like mm -hmm. okay. I like I like abstract because like there is like a degree of movement and emotion that goes into it. Mm -hmm. I think I think for me personally, like doing like landscapes and stuff like that, which is what I used to do, um, is a little less. It's a little more constricting, and mm -hmm. I don't find it like I don't find a lot of my personal emotions go into pieces like that. Right. But again, that's still a really meditative thing. It's like doing a puzzle, right? Like right. you're mm -hmm. just so focused on it. So yeah. I've always highly recommended painting to people who are stressed out or anxious and stuff like that and like you don't have to you know be amazing yeah. or like be worried that you're not going to be amazing at it who cares right that's what paint nights are for <laughs> do you host paint nights? <laughs> i've done a few with my girlfriends just for fun some of them like it and others get extremely frustrated so oh, right because the they just like, i think i, I think that's or? why because they don't especially if it's an abstract thing, like they don't really feel like they know what they're doing, but you're not supposed to know what you're mm -hmm. doing, but then they don't like that they're not supposed to know what they're doing. <laughs> they want a hard example of what they should do. Right. Which is also why I don't teach abstract because, yeah. or teach like how to do my work or my style, because I just don't think it makes sense to like, when I was just to say like, okay, gonna go like this and then go like this. Like, feel it. Yeah. yeah like. <laughs> swipe it this way yeah back to the left like i it doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> um, go back and forth 100 times yeah, yeah. <laughs> not any more than that though yeah. or it's too much Please can't. Yeah. exactly <laughs> oh you ruined it get out yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so uh, yeah it's such a nice it's such a I, I actually don't use it for therapy anymore though which is a weird really? thing i actually can't paint if i'm in a mood any kind mm. of mood that's does it stress you out now because you put a value on it uh it doesn't because i don't do it full time so if i was like if this was like my sole income i feel like i 
well, actually, I know for a fact I would be stressed out of bed all the time. Because you stop painting because you love it and you start painting it to make money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at least for me. I mean, I'm right. sure full-time artists love it every day. Mm-hmm. But I no. can't. You know? <laughs> full-time artists don't love it every day. I've been working well, since I was nine and I hate, I hate dance now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, well. I think that's like part of the, the romanticized myth about full-time yeah. artists, right? Yes. Is like, oh, the starving artists, they like they do it so much because they love it. Mm-hmm. At one point, I loved it. Now I just want it to be fulfilling yeah. again, and I don't know what that is. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's it, it Doing it every day, like I, um, I transitioned from working in a corporate environment mm-hmm. to now doing consulting for mm-hmm. marketing, and I had a bit of an in-between period where I was like, I'm just going to take some time just to paint. Like, mm-hmm. It was, it was two weeks. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like a vacation. <laughs> and, uh, I hate, I like, I liked it for like three days and I was like, I don't want to do this every day. Like I cannot. And now I'm, I haven't painted for like almost two weeks because that amount of time in a row burnt me out mm-hmm. so much. So I can't, I actually don't know how full-time artists do it. I really don't mm-hmm. like putting that pressure, even like to like fulfill gallery requests and stuff. If your work sells again, and then you have to get it there by a certain amount of time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then on top of that, your website's empty and you need to, yeah, no, thanks. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Commissions are like weird. Commissions are like, making work business. for people that like you don't want to make work for. Yeah. Right? Or like people oh, commissions. I do love, I love commissions for people that are just like, do your thing. Yeah, but that's what you should. Isn't that how commission should be? Yep. But they you know, like, I like this person's work. I want an original for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That should be all that is said, <laughs> except that it is never is. Right. <laughs> no, actually, most of my clients have been awesome, awesome, awesome. But I've definitely had like two or three where they're like, "Yeah, um, I'm gonna need like a little bit more like black in the." corner and like can you like pull this up to like oh and I'm like I'm sorry are you an artist like are they do you understand that paint dries yeah Yeah. and then I'm like you know if I touch this now I'm going to completely ruin the composition that has already been set so now I do it because you know it's already you're already halfway there yeah almost all the way there so you just whatever but if they get too out of control then I'm I've actually told one person I was like yeah, we're not going to find common ground here, so I'm going to need you to exit. Like, I'm not doing this. You fired the client? I fired the client. Goodbye. Oh, I don't need the money that bad. Like, <laughs> I just, it's not worth it, honestly. It's more stressful. Like, yeah. it, it is a stressful thing to someone to say, create something for me, and then you show them, and then they're like, they basically can make or break you. You you build so, or you make something that you're super proud of, and then mm. they're like, mm, yeah, no. Oh, do you have people that like when yeah. they do commissions, they pick like the colors or something? Usually they do. Because I almost probably... always make them pick colors up beforehand, be, or like they'll show me a picture of their room, and I'll find accents that they kind yes. of want to bring in. Yeah, um, that makes sense to me. That's way yes. easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. have to do that. Yeah, but you still, you put purple in, and they're like, fucking hate purple. <laughs> 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 there are a lot of people that hate purple. Actually. What? That's my favorite color. The number of times I've been told I want this painting, but I don't want purple in it. Why? Because I have all these neon paintings, and they all have a little bit of purple. And I have been told so many times that they don't want purple. Interesting. Yeah. I find like purple such a weird. deep, like I love rich, it. like emotional. Well, now my work's mostly purple. So <laughs> too bad for that. <laughs> sucks to suck. <laughs> That's why sales have slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> Too much purple. I'm gonna get rid of the paint. <laughs> I'm just doing it to be an asshole. <laughs> I don't want to do commissions the anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if it because you come from like a corporate background in marketing, you have more experience like dealing client facing, right? So does that like help you say no to people or set boundaries? Yeah, I, and again, I think it has to do with like, and I don't know if maybe there's this thing that gets back in your mind where when you feel so much pressure to make money that you have you feel like you have no choice but to say yes yes I don't feel that mm-hmm. and I don't know if I would feel that if I was doing it full-time or not like mm-hmm. maybe maybe I wouldn't maybe I'd still say no but like you you don't want to say no but like honestly that this is where the value of art kind of comes in where it's like it is my freaking time yes. and you've gone way over my time and like my work's pretty affordable so like right you know I make more money in my day job, obviously. And like, 
frankly, if I'm, you know, I'd rather be doing that than sitting here listening to your bullshit about how you want more pink. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> Have you ever romanticized the idea of being, like, just a full-time painter? Oh, yeah. And I know I can't do it. Yeah. That, those two weeks for me told me very clearly that this was never going to be a thing. Was it a harsh reality to come to? Or no. was it just like, this is, no. Now I know. I think, like, at the time I thought, I thought maybe what I would do is, like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to, because I used to be, like, a VP of marketing at a tech company in Toronto, which is, like, very opposite of what I do yeah. in the artist world, right? Like, very <laughs> different. And I was using this time. Basically, my company went under, okay? I worked there for four years. They went bankrupt. So I had an opportunity. And yeah. the opportunity was, well, this art business makes money. Should I continue on doing that? Yeah. Or should I just go back to marketing? Go mm -hmm. back, whatever. Yeah. Continue on. And I, that, I gave myself a couple of weeks to really feel it out. And I really hated every second of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... It's no, it's no longer a joy to me. It's no longer mm -hmm. like, like I, I usually just paint on weekends, like Saturdays, um, and maybe a little bit on Sunday, and that's like my like nice me time, and I'm just painting, and there's no stress, and like no pressure, and I don't need to get anything done. Like I do it, and I'm happy. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work out, I'm not stressed out. Because sometimes my paintings are shit. Okay, and so then my, my day is wasted, right. and I have to wait until the next weekend. Yeah. So, but, you know, doing it every single day was the worst. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's because it becomes routine, or is it because, like, it just becomes something that you have to do? It's because you have to do it. Yeah. You don't have a choice, right? Yeah. Like, you have to, I mean, I guess, like, I didn't really give it that long of a chance, <laughs> but... <laughs> I could tell already that, like, if I wasn't selling work, yeah. I would be stressed out about it. Of course. Yeah. I have bills, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, like, did I give myself a real shot? No. <laughs> but yeah. but do you, I don't, I'm not interested in feeling that pressure. Yeah, but that. Like, also, like, what is a real shot? Like, yeah. you gave it a shot. You immediately knew you didn't like it. Yeah. doesn't matter what, if anybody's like, you didn't really try. No, I know. Well, <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing. I've made a full, like, nice side hustle from doing it all year. So yeah. I've given it a shot. I know it can be a business. But my mind can't do it past one or two days a week. Like, mm -hmm. I, my work will suffer. I won't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't enjoy it every day. Right. Yeah. I just can't. Mm -hmm. I just, it almost becomes boring to me like I'm like it's so routine like I feel like I'm just like just like printing money or like not you know what I mean like I'm like yeah, yeah. what if you know like I don't know <laughs> I prefer the business side of uh art and marketing and stuff than I do the art part. right the challenge of the business I think being an artist is the fun part for me right yeah what kind of challenges do you really enjoy of the art part yeah or the business or like, part of yeah. art um, I think like seeing if I could make this into a real business from what I know in marketing mm -hmm. can could cause I, I mean, I started an Instagram account in 2014 for two years. I had like 250 followers. I was like, well, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> right. And so I, I, in, in the first two years, I didn't really do any marketing. I didn't even take what I know, mm -hmm. what I live and breathe every single day and apply it to this business. Right. And then once I did, I was like, oh, this is what you do. Yeah. So <laughs> this is, you can do it for yourself. Okay, great. Um, and I find that, you know, it is hard to take being an artist and, you know, start making sales consistently and like grow your Instagram and like yeah. find the places to sell your work and get attention and like also like most these... artists aren't marketing degrees <laughs> no <laughs> you know, like, this is and this is the struggle that we talk about all the time is yeah. being like people that went got an art degree yeah a physical art degree being like we don't know what we're doing I would read you the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> if I could correct <laughs> but I don't think you have to because you the thing that, that that I think sometimes bothers me about these people that come to me and they're like, I don't understand how you have, you know, X amount of followers or like blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then there's like the haters that are like, your work sucks. I don't understand how you sell so much. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you how. It's called marketing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, do you know how many resources there are online to like learn how to market? Now, do I think that you should? There are a lot of, there are a lot of people who claim to teach other artists how to do it. Mm -hmm. and they I'm sure you've seen them. Mm -hmm. And then you notice that they have like a thousand followers on Instagram. And then you wonder, okay, so you can't do it for yourself, but you're going to tell me how to do it for me. Mm -hmm. So that's what you got to watch out for. I think that, that stuff's like a little sketchy. Anybody selling a course? I'm like, mm. the master classes are weird. Yeah. 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 But like, I think if you actually did like just marketing period, not marketing for artists, just market, read some marketing stuff. There's so much stuff. I have a blog that I like just put out free resources for artists because mm -hmm. there's, there is a lot to know, but once you get the hang of it and you understand kind of like the tips and tricks and like even where to look for tips and tricks, mm -hmm. it changes everything. You just have to be dedicated to wanting to figure out that like puzzle mm -hmm. right um, and I don't think a lot of artists spend a lot of time on that piece but do you find it it's hard to keep up with the puzzle sometimes especially on Instagram because it's constantly changing oh my god well Instagram has like it's just it's a rolling it's a rolling challenge like one day like there was so in 2020 right before COVID I hit 100,000 followers and I was like this is amazing yeah and then by August I had 95,000 so and I didn't do anything differently. Mm -hmm. You're just like, what is happening? I just lost 5,000 followers for some reason. And then, and then in 2020, August 2020, it just like, I started doing reels and reels changed my entire mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. It was crazy. Right. So you do have to constantly stay on top of like what's trending in terms of like posts and stuff. And like, you always have to like be aware of like, what's working and what's not working for right. you and for other people. Yes. There's no harm in keeping track of like some, you know, people that are doing well with it and mm -hmm. seeing what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a job in itself. Because it's oh, 100%. Yeah. And I would argue that like, you should be probably focusing half, if not more amount of time on the business side than creating. Yeah. I do think so, especially until you get the hang of it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, there's so much, right? Yeah. I get so frustrated with Instagram. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's the Reels thing. I was like, you were talking about that and I was thinking about it. Because when you started doing Reels and it mm -hmm. started going well, they were all like mm -hmm. performing well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they dropped off. I know. Because everyone then, started doing Reels. And yeah. then we had one last week. Our Reel that we did last week or a little like, hey, this is what the episode's about next week. Popped off. Like it hit the algorithm correctly for oh, some good. reason. Mm -hmm. No idea. Because I post always on the same time at Monday, mm. use similar hashtags so that if they're searching that hashtag, our thing pops up. Right. Like, I think I'm doing the things right. Gets like 6,000 or 6,000 views, which is like big for our little mm -hmm. 1,000 yeah. followers. Yeah. And like 200 likes today, this week, do the same thing. 600 views, 10 likes. I'm like, I, I don't understand. I like, know. Like, you don't know. That is the thing. There is a big mystery. I think it's just like, I mean, you have to just Stay consistent, right? Like you have to keep doing it and hope that next Monday you get it again, right? I mean, you do. That is like, I'll have a big post one day, the next day I have like, like, and if you look, like sometimes engagement is completely off now, right? Like yeah. totally. My, I have 140 something thousand followers or whatever, but then like there are days where I get 500 likes, which is outrageous because yeah. like, how is that even possible? And right. then the next day I get like a massive amount of likes and I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, so I also think their business tools aren't right. Yeah. Like it'll say like, Oh no. Like the little like share thing. It's been like shared by no one. I'm like, my personal account shared it. I saw three other, my friends share this. Like yeah. people have shared this. And yeah. You're telling me no one has shared it. Oh, you think yeah, it's like that's wrong. weird. It is wrong. Cause like Kate always reposts our stuff. Yeah. It's very lovely that way. And then I always repost our stuff and I, we'll see that when I go into the, our business account or our, like Galpal's account, it'll, those metrics aren't there. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was something that weirdly happened. I noticed like two months ago where like my views dropped off all of a sudden from, from my sto stories. Stories. Yeah. Because these stories they're, are way down. They're not into like people aren't, or they're, they're not pushing stories anymore. I don't know what's going on because they were for a bit on like explore feeds mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they stopped. Yeah. It's like, I don't, how do you keep up? Like, also like, what's interesting to me is like, 
how do you go to school for like that type of work? But like, what do you say? It's constantly changing. It's a gamble. Good luck. It kind <laughs> of know? is. Like it's constantly changing, but you you have to constantly try new things. And that's the problem. Mm. So like posting right. the same stuff all the time, like eventually it's going to stop working. Like right. it just True. is. And, you know, um, I find that like just posting a uh picture of like my painting itself gets way less likes than if I'm like in it or if I make a video mm -hmm. about it it's true they see like, their faces in it yeah people love a face yes yeah. they also like love close-ups of your face they don't yes. want like a far away face they want yeah. like this big yeah. yeah and I'm not I just started putting my face more in these pictures I hate it I hate but I do <laughs> <laughs> I really hate it. But why do you hate it? Do you feel like it's like a little like self-indulgent? Like why do you no, feel like it's like because I just feel like I'm very like critical of like what I look like in a photo and stuff. Right. And I'm like videos I, I can do like I do stupid TikTok videos and stuff um, so every once in a while. But yeah. like, I don't know, like just standing near with my painting. Like I just feel like such a turd. Like right. I don't know. Like <laughs> you're like, here's my grade six artwork. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Here, mom. <laughs> what do you think? Right next to your participation ribbon. You're like, oh yeah. my God. It's so true though. But like they do get more likes. Yeah. And like half the time I'm in pajamas. So like you're telling me I have to then go put on like normal clothes. Yeah. And then pose in a photo and take 7,000 because I'm never going to like any yes, of them. Yes. And then edit it heavily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Face tune the shit yeah, out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and drop 10 pounds in the photo. <laughs> and all while trying to keep the painting still correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, there goes a day. Yeah. And for what? And like. then get the courage to post it online. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That takes four hours of time. Oh, it's so, it is so time consuming sometimes. Yeah. Like, it, I... I, which is funny, in real marketing land uh, where I do it full time, like I plan this shit out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Our business? Seasons. Not at all. <laughs> I do it the morning and I'm like, oh shit, I got to post something today. <laughs> and then I figure out like, I have, a, I have been posting the same paintings like for like the last week because I haven't painted, I haven't done anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to like find new things to do. This? <laughs> I'm going to have to put myself one. I'm going to have to do one today of myself in it just because I'm dressed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I did my hair today. Yeah, I to put my makeup on and everything. <laughs> it's a waste of time if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's, I just don't think there's ever going to be like a clear cut answer to social no. media for anybody. Like, mm -hmm. think about it. You think like there are people that have taken off on as artists just for being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. That was it's bad. like yeah. actors, right? You think yeah. that they're, those are the only good actors in the world? No, they're in the right place at the right time. Yeah. There's the right person. Guys, Paris Hilton has a music career. Sorry. I said Paris Hilton has a music career. Like, I don't think we ever need to talk about like having talent to be good, like to be famous. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Like you really, there, I mean, any art is 100%. 100% subjective in my opinion. Yeah. So do I see th uh, pieces of work that I do not like and then think what what in the gosh darn hell? How does this person sell work every week? Mm -hmm. What I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's my personal opinion. Like people probably look at my stuff and they're like this is trash. <laughs> Actually, I've received a lot of hate comments about being it being trash. Mm -hmm. Just like they have too. Like not everyone likes everybody's shit. Yeah. What do you do when you get those comments? Do you respond or do you just like oh, block yeah. and delete? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> a thousand heart emojis. Oh, I love it. Do I they respond it. after? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> they exit. Quickly. I never hear from them again. It's always people that like found me randomly on the explore feed. Like it's not a follower. Like it's just, the, oh, it's yeah. so, Some fucking the small. hate, the hate that you get. Like it's hilarious. And it's like, well, I mean, I don't like you. So it's always like a Karen or like a white dude with a truck. It's know? always you know yeah. what I find it is it's like a guy who wants to be an artist. It's never been a female so far. Okay. It's always a male that wants to be an artist, and they're always like, like, their Instagrams like doodles of various things. Oh. Like they are doodler, and they think that they should be like working at Disney or something. I don't know. <laughs> like I just <laughs> they're so mad at me. And that's fine. The other thing, abstract gets a lot of flack too, like mm -hmm. just in general. Like people think that abstract artists aren't as valuable as like, uh, you know, 
whatever the portrait really? or whatever the portrait right? people yeah i do think i i mean that's how i feel as an abstract artist now mm-hmm. do i agree sometimes mm-hmm. listen look at what that person created they're people can do like people who paint like people people who paint people mm-hmm. humans human beings that is an amazing thing to me mm-hmm. like like detail detail realism, Art, or, yeah. realism to me is the is freaking fascinating yeah yes now <laughs> i i i that's an artist to me like holy crap yeah i cannot do that i can't draw i can draw a stick person sure i can do some la- uh, landscape stuff but at, at a level of detail like that new no. yeah yeah, there's like a lot of brush strokes of like, it's like every brush stroke means something. I mean, I'm, that's every painting, sorry. But like when it's yeah. like, you know what it's like, you know, like you're, the way you shake someone's face differently is like, oh yeah, I don't know. Just... I, yeah, I mean that, I just, so I can understand how people like that will look at something that I do and be like, what? Like there's this guy that I follow on TikTok. Now he's not an angry person, so I don't think he'd ever say this, but he takes like, like three weeks or something to draw these pictures that look like photographs. Yeah, but that's not just we talk. That's that's not sustainable. It's not. Yeah. However, it's amazing. And then I'm saying, I'm like, well, I finished this today. Today. <laughs> today. <laughs> During lunch. <laughs> yeah, and so. it'll sell equally or less. <laughs> yeah, but, then, <laughs> but then people get mad. And I mean, that's fine. I don't blame them really yeah. because it is like. Okay, well, it's all subjective. It's right hilarious. But it also, is, like, everybody but... has, like, different skills. Totally. Maybe that person would, like, try to do something abstract, and because they're a fucking perfectionist, because oh, they're doing they photorealism, do it, yeah. they'd be like, can't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they'd, like, flip their, their what yeah. is it, easel. they like, yeah. flip their easel and walk out. Well, isn't that, like, the whole thing about, like, soft skills versus hard skills that they always say? Like, there's, like, a certain, like, soft skills are, like, emotional intelligence, intelligence and, like, hard skills. People like, management. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it sits as like a painter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I also wonder if like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't know where I was going. (laughs) Can you explain to me what flow state means? Oh, I think that's like a meditative state. So like you kind of like you're so focused in on. I'm gonna. Someone's gonna come back. Come at me for this. One of your goddamn followers is going to come at me for this. If you are listening, please go share our post. (laughs) If you're listening, please don't Google what it really means. But um, it's like a meditative state, I think, that you get into when you are, um, like, well, doing anything, you can get into it. But, like, for me, it's like painting. So, like, you just, there's just nothing else except for what you're doing. There's no, it's like the therapy thing I was talking about earlier. It's just your mind is presence it's literally like meditating but while doing something right yeah mm. your mind just is like almost blank and it's just it's very zen it's just a complete zen moment right for moments i guess but for a long period of time too i don't think i've ever felt like that ever in my life since i was born what <laughs> you don't like even while performing you know like it's i think about it because like the, oh. the painting you do is quite physical the movement and stuff I would similar to like when you were just doing something by muscle memory and you were like mm. physically in it as a dancer it's like what it reminded me yeah, of I'm tired <laughs> I'm standing so I'm obviously tired <laughs> I hate standing sitting down is so much better <laughs> I think you picked the wrong profession yeah I'm done I think <laughs> <laughs> I guess so but like I feel like that's like such being present is also like a form of work you know totally yeah which is like what you're supposed to technically I mean unless you're on tour in which case you, it does get to that point but I just get bored I think right. <laughs> it doesn't become like it becomes interesting while you're present and then it becomes boring because you've done it so many times but I think there's presence in being in a flow state because you're so mm-hmm. aware of what you're doing. It's not like you're checked out. Right. You're being like, you're so aware of what you're doing that it's the only thing you're thinking about. And everything you're doing is just like, one thing is leading into the next, is leading into the next, is leading. Like you're not making that, you're not stopping and being like, what should I do next? Or mm-hmm. you're just like instinctively doing what's next, which to me reminds me of like muscle memory. Right. Mm-hmm. Of like doing a piece of choreography. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not checking out and being bored. That's like, yeah. Yeah. Or doing something just because like, I know what this is. Right. Dance. 
That's when injuries happen. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's how injuries happen, right? Yeah. And that's how you become disengaged with work. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what they say to do, like, when you're working out and stuff. Like, the tra- trainers will be like, I need you to not think about anything except for how your body is feeling right now, which is a form of flow state, too. What you, you yes. think about when you're meditating. Yeah. I mean, I guess, ultimately, meditation leads to you're not supposed to really be thinking about anything. But, like, or, you, or you're thinking about what you're doing at that exact moment, which is nothing. Yes. I am sitting here. I am sitting here. I am sitting here. Oh, yeah. I have to think about something just to, like, get through workouts. <laughs> Oh. Like sometimes, I mean, work guys. I much prefer sitting. <laughs> if I had to do anything in my life, I'd be sitting down. Yeah. But it's like um, you think say mentioning working out. It's like the mind muscle connection mm-hmm. also makes the working, especially like weightlifters talk about it right. a lot. It's like yeah. if you don't have that mind muscle connection, you're not actually activating the muscles that you should, and then you're why you lifting weights. Yes, exactly. Especially if you're bodybuilding and like changing body composition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to concentrate for sure. Yes. I understand that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I should do that next time. Let's get some abs. Yes. Yeah, so just be like, <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> I was just in Mexico and I got sick when I was there and I was like, I'm throwing up and I was like, abs, oh, abs, no. steel. And I think it helped. <laughs> it was like ab workout. Amazing. <laughs> well, if you're sick long enough, those abs will Come on oh, through. Pop off. Yeah. 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 God. <laughs> oh my god. This is so unhealthy. <laughs> Put that out there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, we don't want you to. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> don't throw up. You traveler speak. sickness. No, it was a traveler sickness. Guys, don't do it. It's a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to ask you a question. Is being an artist fucking killing you? Is oh, oh. the question. The question. Yes and no. I think that um, if anything, the last couple of weeks has taught me that it will kill me if I'm not careful. Right. Um, I don't know. Yes, it is in a sense, just because it's a lot of work. Like as much as it is flow state and all of these things, <laughs> I think like I don't know how uh, much enjoyment you would get out of it if you were trying to do it as business. Or, or even as a side hustle business, whatever. I don't know how much enjoyment you get out of it if you weren't finding any success. Mm-hmm. And that so easily can just like ruin everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You're creating all these things. You think they're amazing and nobody's buying it, mm-hmm. right? Like, and there's that. Then there's like, you get in these creative slumps. That's bad. Mm-hmm. That's like a terrible time, which I feel like I'm kind of in one right now. And I know it's not like long lasting, but mm-hmm. like there are like these yeah, moments. I don't think it's like fucking killing me every day, <laughs> but I think it kills me multiple times a year where I'm just like, I don't know if I, if I want to do it, you know, I need breaks. I think it ebbs and flows for everybody. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's creativity and like maintaining a a constant creative like energy is like exhausting and impossible in yeah. my opinion yeah i think it's possible too yeah yeah i think it's just like people it's the same energy as someone being like a lawyer that does nothing but fucking works mm-hmm. 90 hour weeks if you mm-hmm. do that it's the same energy and the same like hustle culture in any other business and if you put that onto your art you're gonna run out eventually yeah and i think like there is like this like romanticizing of like oh I'm just like in the studio on the beach and like oh I'm just like yeah I'm gonna paint today because I'm feeling it but like that's so unrealistic like, yeah you get up and you're like I have to paint some shit today because I got shit that needs to get here and I need to do this and like you know what's fucking killing me shipping <laughs> I'll tell you that I it's so great because you're selling work and like you should be so happy but then like shipping takes me a full fucking day if I have like multiple people I need to get out the door yeah that kills me. Do you just also, show up at the post office and like the people behind you are like, fuck? <laughs> no, because it's all prepaid. Like I do it all online and then I just drop them off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would not be that person. Cause you know that that's that this time of year, right? When you go to the post office, Oof. someone has like a box of like 75 packets that they haven't like. Yeah. <sighs> I used to like be behind those people and be so mad. You got to prepay. You gotta pre-pay oh, it. prepay labels, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, mm-hmm. you have to. Or, like, I also got so lazy as to just ask UPS to come to my door. Yeah. How much more does it cost? It's like a buck. It's like two bucks. Why wow. not? 
I know. Because UPS is more expensive than Canada Post. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I have to do UPS for international shipping. Right. Yes. To, well, for bigger pieces because Canada Post won't do it. And also, like, even if you do air, inter, or uh, international air through Canada Post, it takes 8 million years for it to get there. Yeah. Like, it's on an airplane. Why is it taking so long? It's just, not like on a boat. Like, oh, sometimes I think it is when we send stuff to Australia. Well, like, it's crazy. Like, I don't, I guess, I mean, whatever. There's like a lot of things it needs to get through but people don't really want to wait that long so you have to suck it up and do what it is. yeah 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 but <sighs> overall i think that art the artist community is amazing i love painting i'm always happy painting except for last week and <laughs> <laughs> overall i think it's wonderful yeah i wouldn't do it otherwise um, if people wanted to participate in Art and Found Day or find you, mm -hmm. where would they do that? Well, you can register for Art and Found Day at artandfoundday.com. And we also have an Instagram at Art and Found Day. And we also have a Facebook at Art and Found Day and a LinkedIn at Art and Found Day. That's my marketing person. <laughs> I need one of everything. I've been thinking lately, should I start a LinkedIn? There's no harm in doing it because you don't have to post as much on LinkedIn. Right. Like, and you reach... A lot more people, yeah. If if the right people like your stuff, because there, some of these networks are insane. Ask if you like random people like your stuff that have like big network connections. Yeah, I was thinking for like producers. And no, show, it's great, right? Like, what if we run into other podcast producers or no? It's a good idea. Network. I would say do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just gonna listen to one good clip. There we go. <laughs> <Just one. laughs> And be the one that performed well, please. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, if you liked what today's episode was, give you questions, go hit us up on all of the things. All the we don't have a LinkedIn if you're interested. Yeah, but we but do maybe by the time you hear this. What? Maybe by the time you hear this. Yeah, not someplace that you can stalk your ex, but I guess it, it would be. <laughs> um, thank you so much, and we will see you next, we'll see you next time. <laughs>